Hello and welcome to episode 197 of the Juice Box Podcast. Today we go over the ocean to talk to Elena. This episode of the podcast is sponsored by Dexcom, Omnipod, and Dancing for Diabetes. You can go to Dexcom.com forward slash juicebox, myomnipod.com forward slash juicebox, or dancing the number four diabetes.com. All these links are in your show notes and at juiceboxpodcast.com. Hi, uh, I'm Alena. I'm from Czech Republic, but I live in the United Kingdom, and I'm type 1 diabetic from since I was 15. So how old are you now? Uh, I'm 22 now. 22. So you're... Oh, that's easy. Seven years. Seven years. Right? <laughs> yeah. How easy was that? And so, um, so seven years with type 1 since you're 15. Now, you were... How long... Were you, you were born in the Czech Republic. How long did you live yeah. there until school? Uh, well, no, like, um, until I was... 21, so I moved to UK to do uni, which I'm still doing now. Right. So you've only been in the UK for a year going to school? Three years. Three, three years. Oh, I'm, I'm third year now, yeah. Three years, I'm sorry. Oh, no, I Oh. Well, yeah, let's, let's forget the math. Oh, three years <laughs> I'm in, in, in England. <laughs> <laughs> we should definitely forget the math. That's a great idea, actually, because diabetes goes much better when you forget the math. Here's one thing you don't want to forget. Nothing you hear on the Juice Box podcast should be considered advice, medical or otherwise. Always consult a physician before making changes to your medical plan. You were in Czechoslovakia when you were diagnosed? Not, sorry to correct you. It's not Czechoslovakia. Oh, it's it's Czechoslovakia. Czech yeah. Excuse me. Uh, just call it Czech. Uh, Czech. So I know you're, you are from America and probably and old. mainly... The people are from America, so uh, Czech Republic is a small country in the center of Europe, and it's next to Germany, which you all probably know. <laughs> Perfectly. You you are assuming a lot, but I appreciate your confidence. <laughs> and so, okay, so you're diagnosed there. What was it like being diagnosed there? Right. So uh, my diagnosis was at the beginning of school year, um, and because it was like that, uh, it was in September, and I was uh, going to the toilet a lot and very thirsty. I definitely lost weight, but I didn't notice. I was definitely tired, but I was blaming going to school again. Um, and so me and my mom went to just a practitioner. So we thought it may be um, some kind of infection or something like that. And we, I went without a breakfast because, you know, you should do that if you are getting blood tests done sometimes. Right. Uh, so we expected that. And the doctor checked my blood sugar. And it was, wait, I've got um, a table here, so I can speak in your unit. Uh, it was around 270. About 270. And what, what, is, yeah. it, what is it in your measurement? Uh, 15. 15, okay. Yeah, like, I feel like the point something is not that important. Around 270, yeah, 15 for something. Really high. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's not that high. Right, right. Um, but it's high for a healthy person. Sure. Um, and so I uh, was sent to the hospital without the doctor actually telling us what's wrong with me. Oh, and, really? Uh, yeah. Let's, yeah stop they were there. Like, Let's stop there yeah. for a second. So you go to the doctor feeling pretty horrible. He I, mean, I, I didn't feel that bad. So I was on in the UKA. So okay. I was like, yeah, I'm just really thirsty and go to the toilet a lot. Okay. Okay. So you've got, you've got all these weird things going on you can't quite put your finger on. And the doctor tests your blood, gives you a blood test, and then without giving you any... 
other information says, hey, I think you should go to the hospital now? Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Did you drive yourself? No, I was, so I was with my mom. So back home, we can drive uh, from uh, the age of 18. Mm-hmm. So my mom was driving. Um, and then I think they took my blood. And the doctor, I remember her, she wasn't nice or comforting at all. She was like, <laughs> your, doctor has, uh, your daughter has diabetes. That's it. It's forever. Uh, yeah, and my mom was really uh, upset and shocked. But um, so we don't have diabetes in my family. Right. But her dad had type two diabetes, so she thought, "Oh no, she'll have to take pills and be on a diet for the rest of her life." Right. She didn't even imagine injections. Yeah, how great would it have been if it was just pills and a diet? Actually, right. <laughs> to be honest, yeah. I'm I I have issues to be consistent when taking pills. Even like some supplements so i mean yeah well i'm so interested in the car ride from the doctor to the hospital did you guys i can't remember that much i was gonna say it must have been like frazzling right like yeah yeah why are they making me go to the hospital like that was i mean i I don't think i was questioning it i was just like i wanted to know what's going on okay uh but i don't i'm not sure how it uh how it goes in america uh but for me, I had to be in the hospital for five days. Even though I wasn't in DKA, it was the transition from normal life to taking injections. So it's sort of like a it's like it's like a diabetes um, diagnosis vacation. You get to hang around the hospital for a few <laughs> yeah. days while they let you yeah. know how everything's yeah. going to work out. So when you leave there at 15 years old, are you? What kind of technology or what did they give you to, to oh, match yourself with? Oh, so it's not going that well. <laughs> <laughs> so I was just give, uh, given pens. Um, so at that point, uh, it was that you fit, change the pen fill with okay. insulin. Yeah. So it's like the one that you can uh, disable to, to two bits and you just change the pen fill. And basically because I was, well, it was months before my uh, 15th birthday. I was actually 14, but... Yeah, it was close to that. Uh, I was, even though my parents were there for a lot of the explaining, I was the one who was going to be managing my diabetes. Okay. And my parents actually never gave me any, an injection. <laughs> that must have been strange, right? Like, did they just make an announcement? They were like, okay, this is yours. You're going to take care of this? I kind of, yeah. Um, so in the, I remember it was the syringes. The plastic one mm-hmm. first, and then we transitioned to pens. Um, and then uh, they originally planned that I can't leave hospital without my parents injecting me at least once. Okay. Uh, but somehow it, that didn't happen. And <laughs> Fakes luck <like hell. laughs> No, no, it wasn't like they mentioned it, but then no one really cared that much. Followed up on it, yeah. And then my so for my mom, it's like injecting her child, so she was never keen on that, and she's quite sensitive and for my dad he never was interested in injecting me and I never asked him to because I feel like you know my dad's got big hands and <laughs> so yeah <laughs> you thought he'd be clumsy with it yeah 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 so so I left with two pens two types of insulin and with glucometer mm-hmm. that was it and so the insulin I'm, I'm still actually on the same insulin I was which and one? it's so it's lunches for the long acting mm-hmm. and it, 
And I've just forgotten the name of the <laughs> daily one. Let me check. D- d- absolutely. Do not worry. The other day, I, I searched for a word during a conversation and just could never find it and had to eventually bail on it and just say to people, I'll, <laughs> I'll think of it later and walk away, which yeah. was incredibly embarrassing. Right. So the other one is actually Act Rapid, which is something you probably never heard of. I and it's not the fast acting one, but it's the regular one, Okay. which I found out about quite recently. So um, for those who don't know, um, it lasts up to like seven to eight hours and it takes about 30 minutes to start working. Uh, so you're still using... An, yeah. Can you spell it for me? Yeah. I'll have it. So it's A-C-T-R-A-P-I-D. Actropid. Yeah. I'm Googling. <laughs> um, so very, yeah. Everyone agrees Googling on a podcast is very, very exciting. Okay, so... Right. Yeah, yeah. UK units solution... Human so uh, it's actually so it's more complicated because you can't act, can't, so I still have the pen I got seven years ago mm-hmm. where I changed the pen fill. I mean it's quite a good one, um, and I still get my income from Czech Republic. Right. Um, so I'll get to that later. Okay. I think. Well, let me just <laughs> jump in for people who who yeah. on on the not European side. Um, when Elena says pen fill, she means she's talking about the cartridge that goes into. The oh yeah, pen. right, right. Yeah. Which is cool. Don't worry. I just want to make sure everybody's following along, and uh, and you get your insulin from the uh, from. Ch- okay. Yeah, yeah. This yeah, is so I'll, much fun. Okay, all right. So, <laughs> do you live by yourself in the UK now? Because you're. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm living student accommodation with uh, three girls. Okay. Oh, that sounds. I don't know how that sounds. Is that any good? No, it's, it's all right because I've got my own room. Okay, good. So, okay, yeah. that sounds okay then. And so, why do you? Why do you? All right, hold on. Let's slow down for a second because my mind, <laughs> just, my mind just raced ahead of the story. Okay, so you you've got this insulin, you've got the glucose, you know, the glucose meter, and yeah. and your your parents are not really getting too in, involved. I would imagine at all. Did no. they tell you to count carbs, or were you just? So yeah, so I was. So um, the. We call them exchangeable units okay. for carbs. That one unit is 12 grams of carbs. And so you have this meal plan, for example, that for breakfast, you have four units, which is 48 grams of carbs. And you can theoretically eat whatever as long as it's 48 mm-hmm. carbs for your breakfast. So you shoot the insulin, eat the food. When do you ever check your blood sugar after that? So... What I was thought was to check my blood sugar just before main meals and then before sleeping. So four to five times a day. How did that, um, how did that, how did that end up working out? Like, do you get your A1C checked on a regular basis? Yeah, well, that's complicated now, too. <laughs> that's okay. I like yeah, complicated. Uh, so, so go ahead. Well, how, how did you find that process of checking four or five times a day and just shooting and then, and then doing the carb well, exchange? I was I was taking it quite right. So I'm quite unsensitive to high blood sugar levels. Mm-hmm. I don't really get any symptoms, not that I know of. And I, even though I was told to in to pre-bolus, I never seen it. Well, we will get to it. So I, by that time, I never seen it. So I was like, oh well, whatever. And and, and I wouldn't pre-bolus really. Okay. Um, which I understand is not ideal now. <laughs> You're getting so, there. So yeah, I was, I, was, I was doing it, and for 
and I thought it's working, but so my parents didn't have any real input. But there were, and my endo, I'll, I'll, we call them something else, but for your, oh, my endo was, so she was looking in like a paper diary where I was, would write my blood sugar level. Um, but so at first I, I was filling it as I was going, but eventually I would fill it the night before the appointment. Just obviously. making up some numbers or did you actually get the numbers from your meter? So the plan was to get them from the meter, okay. but there was one more issue with it. Um, so my, even though my parents were not really involved in like the decisions mm-hmm. of how much insulin and, and so on. So there were, was this situation when I was home and I we were getting lunch and my dad would ask me what my blood sugar level is. Mm-hmm. And fairly often, I mean, sadly from my point of view now, it was around 200 to 50. And sometimes it would be my fault that I was like snacking or something like that. Mm-hmm. But often it wasn't or not that I was ever of it as it being my fault. You were doing what you expected was supposed yeah. to work and your blood sugar would still go up. Yeah. And my dad would say, oh, that high with like a very specific reaction. Right. And that was causing me some kind of anxiety. Mm-hmm. So eventually in such a situation, I would be like, yeah, it's, it's all right. And I wouldn't tell it to him. And then my dad was the one who was driving me to my endo and was still in the room. Mm, okay. So to avoid the, this, his reaction, I was lying to my endo about my numbers. And that went for a few years. And I, so I, I can't really recall any um, A1C numbers, but I was always somewhere all right. I like, and, and until recently, I never cared what the number was exactly. So as long as the doctor said, yeah, it's still good. I was fine with it. The holidays are here and it's the time of year when you're thinking about other people, but you can't let that get in the way of caring for yourself. So if you've been thinking about taking better care of yourself, thinking about making an upgrade to your diabetes care plan, don't let this holiday season slow you down. It really will only take a moment today to go to Dexcom.com forward slash juice box to find out more about the continuous glucose monitor that Arden has been using forever. We talk about it here all the time, but Arden's A1C has been between 5.2 and 6.2 for five years with zero food restrictions. And much of how we accomplish that is with the data and the information that comes back from Arden's Dexcom G6. Now you're gonna love the arrows that tell you what direction your blood sugar is moving in. You're gonna love that those arrows tell you how fast your blood sugar is moving. You're gonna love seeing the trends and how insulin and food affect you. You're going to take all that information and you're going to make better decisions tomorrow than you made today. Those decisions are going to keep your blood sugar in a more stable range. And before you know it, you're going to have that A1C as well. Do yourself a great favor. Go to Dexcom.com forward slash juicebox or click on the links in the show notes or juiceboxpodcast.com. Go find that freedom. Go find that confidence, that comfort. Make this a wonderful holiday season. Make it the time you decided to make a change. I know you feel busy right now, but you're never too busy for this. Dexcom.com forward slash juice box. Results mentioned are ours. Yours may vary. 
those visits for you weren't so much about like figuring things out or fine tuning your health. It was just about going in and having somebody not be completely disappointed. And if they weren't, if they were like, Hey, right on, it's not so bad. Then you'd leave and go, Oh, it's not so bad. I'm good. Yeah. Right. Okay. That's interesting. I I, I can't can't actually remember the numbers, but I think it it was was somewhere around eight. So which is like, not so bad, but not what you want. And I I hear what you're saying. I, I do understand that. So there was one point where they started downloading the numbers from the meter and I had a discussion with one diabetic nurse um, because she was a diabetic too. Mm-hmm. And she was like, hey, these numbers don't match up. So I had to phase it. <laughs> did, you go, <laughs> did, you go, did you go, oh, they don't? That's crazy. <laughs> no, <Or> no. <laughs> no, I, I panicked and I was like, I want to speak to the nurse in the room without my dad. Okay, so you, um, you, were, you confessed. You were like, I'm going to confess, yeah, but as long yeah. as my dad's I mean, not here. I got you. Yeah, I just, yeah. And then... So, and then something else started happening. I was low in iron. Um, so as part of like my usual blood test, um, the doctor would check for, well, for the markers that are for the celiac disease. And I was told that people with celiac disease have like numbers around hundreds or even thousands and mines were like 30. So she wanted me to go to... That thing when you swallow a tube and they look inside. That sounds well, fun. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, journey to the center of the earth. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> well, the, the name is not important. I was like, I'm not doing it. I'm fine. I don't have any problems. I'll take uh, iron supplements. And then when I turned 18, uh, I changed the doctor. And they were like, hey, you need to get this checked. And I went to that horrible... Uh, experience it takes five minutes feels like five years mm-hmm. um and they found out i've got celiac disease uh, and so they also take a biopsy sample mm-hmm. of of your well i think it's got i'm not sure a bit of terminology sorry no no don't worry, sorry <laughs> but, yeah. they take a sample um, out of something inside of you <laughs> basically right um and then uh, it takes two weeks so I was like, okay, cool. I've got two weeks to have pizza, pasta, whatever I want to say goodbye in case it's bad news. <laughs> you went on a you went on a breakup tour with food. <laughs> well, I didn't get there though. Oh, okay. So we went. My parents drove me there, and uh, we were walking back to the car, and we got called back from the office. They were like, "You have to come back," oh. and they because there is a camera, and they've seen. Uh, that it's definitely celiac disease. And they were like, you have to start eating gluten-free immediately. Oh, you didn't even make it to the parking lot. Okay, all right. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So for about six months, maybe longer than that, I was eating gluten-free and it was pain in the ass. And sorry, <laughs> is that I know uh, you don't It's okay. It. With your accent, nobody will hear it. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> you understand me, though. I completely understand you. Actually, once in a while, you sound like Adele to me. Isn't that interesting? That's a cool thing. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you say so. Uh, no, no. I, I've seen Adele live in concert, and once in a while, there's a couple of words where it sounds like that to me. But I have a fairly... Um, I don't, my ear is not great for, for accent, but it is, uh, it, I can understand, I can absolutely understand you. Don't worry. Right. No, yeah, no, I'm, I'm just saying we can, we can, like later I could lie and say she didn't say it. 
Okay, <laughs> okay, sorry. Um, so yeah, it was really annoying, and thing was, nothing changed. I didn't feel worse. I didn't feel better, and I was like, I, I, I can't deal with this. Mm-hmm. And so this, this is why one of the reasons why I want to come to the podcast because I want to tell people not to do it. I am proud to be sponsored today by Dancing for Diabetes. Until a cure is found, Dancing for Diabetes will be there for all of us. Go to dancing4diabetes.com. And if they get diagnosed with celiac disease, please eat gluten-free. Um, so after about six, six months or so, I had a full pizza. I didn't die. So I was like, yep, let's, let's not do this anymore. I was eating normally again. So you just gave you just gave up and went right back to it. And what yeah. so what happens what happens when you eat using pizza as an example? When you eat pizza and you have see like what what happens? What what To me personally, I've got the type of celiac disease that I don't have any symptoms other than lower uh iron. Uh but basically, you know, uh so in your gut, your it's autoimmune disease and basically your body is reacting to the gluten in inflammatory response. So not only it's bad for your body that you are that is inflamed all the time, mm-hmm. uh, but so in your gut, it's uh, inside it's wrinkled. I don't know if you know that or any know that. Inside it's wrinkled, so the surface is bigger and you absorb more nutrition. Okay. However, uh, if you have celiac disease and you eat gluten, uh, how is your body fighting with it there? It gets smooth and you don't absorb nutrition. nutrition. Yeah. So, so what's happening to you is while you're eating and not having any symptoms like, like say, like, you know, stomach other pain or do, something yeah. like yeah. that that other people do have, you're still not absorbing the correct amount of nutrition. So when you eat yeah. the foods your body can't deal with, you're hurting yourself in other ways. Yeah, okay. yeah. So I don't know about it. <laughs> and it's, and it takes a lot of time for it to heal. Mm-hmm. So it's not like weak without gluten will help. Okay. Um, so for a couple of years, I was normally eating gluten uh, until last summer. So I went, to this, I went to Greece for this thing, party and stuff. Details are not important. However, <laughs> I got sick. Uh, and I was throwing up. And I had diarrhea, but I was like, I'm not letting anything ruin this. However, I've got quite strong stomach. So I was like, wait, I'm throwing up. This is, this is not like what my body does whenever I'm sick. Mm-hmm. And here I would also like to say that I was naive and I thought that DKA is only for newly diagnosed people. So I didn't really care about DKA. That's interesting. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. Sorry. No, no. So you're at a an extra let's call it a party in greece and, yeah just, and, no it was working holiday yeah uh, working holiday right which might be the name of this episode so you're on a, <laughs> okay. you're on a working holiday and, and um and things are um ingested and you <laughs> and and so you get very so you're now sick in a way that you're not accustomed to with your celiac. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, definitely. But so, because of the trip, I want to make sure I understand, and the fun that was trying to be had, and your feeling that you have like a strong stomach, you were going to persist and just keep doing what you were doing. 
No. No, so, you gave up? No, I, I, I like generally have a strong stomach, so okay. it was suspicious that I'm throwing up. I see. Um, yeah, uh, so I was meant to be there for four weeks, and after like two and a half, I started, started getting sick. Mm. But in Greece, um, on the island, you are not allowed to drink the water because, I don't know, it's just not drinkable. Okay. Uh, so I thought maybe in the tricks I was getting, they made the ice from the tap water to save money. I see. So it could be that, yeah. So when I, I was there, I went to like the doctor's there. I was on a trip for like two hours because I was obviously dehydrated. And the lady thought it's just that water bug or whatever that is. So I was like, I don't feel well. I've got antibiotics from her, which I can't be on sun with. I, I was recommended to eat just plain food, potatoes, pasta, bread, tea. And I was like, I can't have this here. There's no point. So um, I arranged a flight to go home. And I was already feeling weak. Um, so I would get slightly dizzy or I would have to, like, slow down. And, and, I, and I got home. My mom told me I looked terrible. And they were like, do you want to go to the doctor? I was like, no, that's all right today. We'll go tomorrow to just the practitioner. Um, so I spent one night at home and I went to my practitioner. She sent me to the hospital again. She was like, this is not looking good. Mm -hmm. And they kept me at ICU for two weeks. So what had happened? Were, were you just, was yeah. your situation so, just degrading because you weren't taking so, a nutrient? Uh, no. So I was in DKA. And because I was eating gluten, even though I knew I shouldn't be, uh, my body was holding up for a long time, but still wasn't getting the nutrition it, it needed. Mm -hmm. So it was holding up, holding up. And then I went to Greece and the change of condition was like the last thing. And it all went down very quickly. And I was very, very lucky that I didn't end up with any consequences out of that. Yeah. Especially, uh, especially because you're away from home and out of the country uh, and by, but yeah, by yourself. Like, I got to the hospital and they took my blood and the doctor uh, look, was looking at the paper and he was like, I'm surprised your kidneys haven't failed. Oh, that's fun to hear. What, so were you, were you testing your blood sugar during this time on your own? Yeah, but like until last summer, my approach to diabetes was like test, inject, whatever. I didn't really care much. I was like, yeah, this is working. I mean, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm high. And, and by working, you meant I haven't fallen over yet, so... No, well, I, I, I didn't feel bad. Yeah, yeah. So because I, I don't, maybe it's because I was high often, I, I lose my symptoms for, symptoms for being high. Mm -hmm. uh, and by high, I mean, like, around 200. Um, so I was like, yeah, this is fine. I mean, I didn't see it as an issue. And then, yeah, it wasn't really bad. So I thought it's working. Um, but something changed in the hospital and I can't say what, but I started being interested in diabetes. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then I joined some Facebook groups and then I found your podcast and yeah. So my, my main message is please, if you got diagnosed with celiac disease, even free, even though it's horrible and some of the food is tasteless, it's, it's important really. I mean, I was really lucky. And I was also in DKA, so, you know, if I would have fainted somewhere and no one saw me at, on time, 
Well, you are not a good salesperson for gluten-free. You're like, eat gluten-free, <laughs> even though it's horrible. That's not a good sales tactic. That would not look good I on mean, a poster. To be honest, <laughs> in England, there are many more options than in Czech Republic. In Czech Republic, um, a lot of that food is in boxes. Mm-hmm. Make, on your, make your own bread. Make your own muffins, which is something I'm really not interested in as a 22-year-old person. You're not, you're not looking to be baking while you're at school? <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's definitely doable, and I'm all right with it now. I just had some kind of, like, rebellious block. No, no, I before. understand. Tell me, uh, let's, look, let's look back for a second, though, to you're in the hospital after Greece. And you said you don't really know what happened. You just started being more interested. Can you dig deeper into yourself for that? Like, do you, you really don't know what about that situation that just made you say? Two weeks from now, Omnipod's going to be back on the show. And we're going to be interviewing them about what's coming up with their new Dash PDM, Horizon Artificial Pancreas, and everything that's coming in the near future. Two weeks should be enough time for you to get a free, no obligation demo pod from Omnipod right now. So you could have that experience tucked away in your hip pocket when you hear them talking about what's coming up. By then, you'll know how simple and easy it is to put on an Omnipod and how while you're wearing it, you don't even notice that it's there. You'll start to really think, wow, I can get an insulin delivery without injections and I don't have to be connected to any tubing. I don't have to have a thing clipped to my belt or stuffed in my pocket, jammed in my bra this controller that's connected by this long piece of tubing that goes into an infusion set like every other insulin pump. I don't need to do that with Omnipod because it is absolutely tubeless. Mm, 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 mm. You're gonna understand all of that. Then they're gonna come in, they're gonna tell you what's coming up really soon. Your excitement level is gonna go boom, through the roof. And you're very quickly, very quickly gonna be like, Omnipod, hurry up, get me out the Omnipods. I gotta get involved, baby. This is my time. That's what you'll say. I mean, or something like that in your own voice. Maybe you'll just go, hey, you know what? I really like this and some pump. I'm going to get it. Maybe it won't be all fireworks and flowers, but I'll tell you what it will be. It'll be tubeless and you'll have the ability to change your basal rates, have extended boluses, go swimming and shower while you're getting your insulin, play all kinds of sports and never have to disconnect. Myomnipod.com forward slash juice box with the links in your show notes. Do it right now. Get it on before they come back on the show. Yeah, so I was genuinely told by the doctors I could have died, which is something I don't think I have processed completely yet. I see. So when, when the doctors were getting my blood results, uh, I was seriously, seriously malnourished. Did the word? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Malnourished, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Malnourished, sorry. No. Um, so that was one thing. So for the first few days there, uh, I wasn't even getting any food. All the food was coming to me through through drip. And also listening to your podcast and talking about hospital. Um, and like after after that, I was listening to your podcast. Uh, looking at the back, they don't know what they are doing with diabetes either. They wouldn't pre bolus. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't check between meals. Um, but yeah, it's something really changed, and I'm grateful for it. Uh, because some Facebook groups are found free zebra. I think it's just coming up to America now. Give me a second. You broke up there for a minute and I'm going to, um, I'm going to disconnect the Skype and call you right back. You're in the hospital and you found something, but I couldn't hear what you said. 
like a uh, uh, yeah. Oh, I've sat, I found a flash glucometer, a freestyle Libra. A freestyle Libra. Oh, okay. So you're like a glucose monitor. How we pronounce it? Flash glucose monitor. Okay. Okay. Um, and so is this a finger stick one or the one you hold up and get a reading from? It's, but it, uh, it doesn't have alarms. You have to swipe it. Okay. Okay. So it's, um, I guess they, if we call a Dexcom a continuous glucose monitor, then this one is a glucose monitor. It's flash glucose. Yeah. You have to hold something up to it and then it gets a reading from it, but you don't have to do finger stick. So you found the, it's not, what are they called? The is it Libra or Lebra or something? I don't know what they call I, it. I think li Libra, okay. but I'm not 100% sure, yeah. Right, so it's a glucose monitor, but it's not continuous. You have to take, um, a, like you said, swipe something past the, the insert yeah. that you have, and then it gives you the number. So you get a hold of that, and how does that change things for you? I think it's life-changing. So um, from listening to you, I would love to have Daxcom. Okay. But uh, we are already, well, my parents are helping me with money because I'm final year and it's, I don't have time to work right mm -hmm. now no. um so we are paying for it ourselves um so dexcom is more expensive so i mean i would welcome the alarm mm -hmm. but this is already life-changing enough it's 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 a good step up it's it's yeah it's not the whole thing but it's a lot more than you had before so it, it's just in it's incomparable because uh like when when I when I got it, I think I had like a flu or something or mm -hmm. cold. Um, so my sugar blood sugar was all over the place, and uh, my insulin sensitivity was very low. Like I needed more insulin. You needed more insulin. Okay. Yeah. Um. So that was tough. But when I first got that like straight line overnight, I was over the moon, and it somehow motivates me more. Because I see the number. When, before I check my uh, just finger stick, I see the number, I put it in my, back in my back. But now I see it all, all the time. So you being able to see the, your blood sugar in, in more real-time situations, it, you feel like, hey, it's going good, and it motivates you to keep, continue. And then when, yeah. it's, when it's not going the way you want, it doesn't, it doesn't get you down. It just motivates you to get back to the other space. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Cool. Yeah, like, I, I just my my approach to my blood sugar levels changed because I want to see that bright line, or I wanted to see it in in my range. Uh, I've got set there, and also, so I had a couple, I think, a day or two uh, without it in last like five months. Right. And I was like, yes, I want to be. Wait, I'll pull up my table with, with your numbers I, I want to be about 70 to 90 at least overnight um but i can't do that with finger sticks because when i'm 70 to, to 85 i don't know where it's heading and and i can't be hanging out around there when right. i when i don't know where it's heading right if you don't see the information coming back to you then yeah. 85 could be 85 and falling you can't just walk away and go yeah, exactly oh, exactly I'm and it's funny you say that i just look you made me look up arden's blood sugar is 84 right now and yeah 84 is is amazing and i'm happy with that when i when i see what's going on yeah it is a cool i, I you're making me look now so i'm looking at arden's last 3 hours on her dexcom and she's been She's been right at 84, between 90 and 84 for like three hours now. It's just, it is, it is really 
comforting in a way that's hard to put into words, really. You, you know, because then you feel like you can be more aggressive or, you know, sit at a, a lower number because you feel like, well, if it falls, I'll, you know, I mean, you don't have alarms with yours. But so how do you handle not having alarms? You just kind of swipe it more frequently? Yeah. So I think I swipe it around 50 times a day. It was, <laughs> it, it was 100 when I got it. Okay. Uh, because I pre-volume and if I have time to wait, I swipe it until I see the the number changing. Mm-hmm. Number either heading down or heading down and until it's where I want it to be. So as you are describing the arrows for Dexcom, we've got just diagonal up, diagonal down, straight or straight up, straight down. I see. It's, but yeah. so so is it if okay so if you were in a different financial situation, you you would want to see it, be able to see it constantly without the swiping. So the swiping is not. I don't mind swiping, but mm-hmm. I would prefer alarm because sometimes when my blood sugar like goes up overnight, I I I see it at the morning and I'm like, oh wow! But I wish I could react to it faster. Okay, so. So I've always kind of contended that the Libra for me is like testing your blood sugar with a finger stick without the finger stick because you can say to yourself, I want to know what my blood sugar is and pick something up and know. And, but you don't have to poke your finger or bleed or anything like yeah. that, which is an amazing um, – it's an amazing leap from, from finger sticks for, for certain. Um, do you still use finger sticks though? Rarely. If I don't feel – so – in UK, I think you are allowed to dose of of Libra, mm-hmm. which I, I would do even if it wasn't allowed. To be honest, mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's it's accurate. It's accurate enough because you know, I, as you discussed already many times, there is still some allowed error in both right. uh, monitoring and and finger stick. So I I finger stick only when I feel different than the number says. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's about it. I didn't, yeah, I didn't poke my finger for a couple of days now. Oh, wow. No kidding. I, I would say that I'm pretty much right there with you. I was, I've been dosing off of Dexcom before the FDA, you know, before the government said it was okay. So, um, you know, once it's, once I trust it, I, you know, you can trust it then, you know, it's, uh, it's interesting. And then, like you said, when you're not sure or you don't feel right, then test and figure it out. Well, that's yeah, really so, cool. So how many months have you been into this new way of thinking? It's not long, right? So, yeah, it seems like last August I started looking around and and I've got Libra since November. Uh, and I don't want to be without it anymore. It, yeah, it's pathetic. It really inter- <laughs> isn't it interesting? You were all those years with just sort of like, eh, okay, I'm, you know, I feel okay. And whatever the numbers are, I don't really mind. Then you have this one moment. Do you think it's a little bit about maturity, or do you think like do you know what I mean? Like because at the age where you where that, it hit you, I I always wonder about that. Like, is it just do you think about life differently now that you're older than you did when you were younger? Yeah, I think it was because diabetes got into my life when you are like rebellious. Mm-hmm. So I, I I feel that played a part that I had to find my own way to things. And now I'm I'm finding that more and more what my mom told me to do, and I was like, no, I'm doing it my way. And then now I'm coming to the fact that she was right. 
There's not many stories in the world, is there? And, and children, <laughs> children not listening to their parents is definitely one of them. It is. Uh, you do. I find myself all the time looking at my children, thinking that one of the only things I have for you that is of any real value is the benefit of my experience. And you know, it's hard to find a way to, in just regular life, to say something to your kids in a way that they'll pick up and accept and and find important. But when it comes to this medical stuff, and it's so constant and annoying and irritating like diabetes is, I don't know, it is a it just seems like a really difficult thing. There are times that I think, I wish Arden wasn't diagnosed when she was so young. Because, you know, it's more time for her to live without hopefully getting complications later. But at the same time, there's part of me that thinks it is really great that she doesn't remembered not having diabetes because then some of the things we do that are really irritating, they don't strike her the same as they would if she, if she was diagnosed when she was 50. Yeah. 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 yeah, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. And then I would like to get to why I'm getting my insulin from Czech Republic. I would love to know why you're getting it. I just figured there's like an amazon.com there that works better. No, no, no. So because, so I got here for my unit and then, First time I went home was after three months, which was just about right. And I went to my check and I got insulin. And so in Czech Republic, insulin is fully covered by the insurance. Um, however, it's different with stripes. So once you turn 18, you get only 1,000 stripes uh, per year from, from the insurance. And rest you have to pay for okay i mean I don't you have understand, to buy it yourself i don't understand the phrase stripes what is that uh no like finger sticks finger sticks oh okay okay so you get like a yeah. thousand you get a yeah. thousand test strips test strip yeah right yeah. and then over the over top of that you'd have to pay cash are they expensive um wait i can tell you i think it's about 20 dollars for 50 okay um uh, that's under the cost here, I would say, but it's still it's still a lot if you're using a lot. Um, but you're not really using many finger sticks at all at this point. No, well, yeah, but before that, I was still using just five a day, before so right, yeah. it, it it wasn't that expensive. So and then they she was allowed allowed to prescribe me insulin for like a longer period of time. Um, so yeah, I mean, I pick up with insulin uh, every time I'm home, basically, but. So recently, because you were talking about insulins, and I was thinking about which insulin I'm using, yeah. um, I found out that no one's using the insulin I am, and I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> so I, I, I will want to change that soon, because what's annoying about this one is not only the slow start, like half an hour until it starts working, mm-hmm. but also there is like a second, second, like part of the tail, I think about two or three hours in, it like it catches a second breath and yeah, it pulls. working again. Yeah. Right. So so that's I feel like that's why my diet was set around that, around the unit. So there was like quote like compulsory snack. And and I think that was like to catch uh but until now, still my endo asks me how many units I'm taking for like the main meals and I'm like I don't know exactly because it changes by the meal right like I'm not, I'm not okay you're starting I'm to move you're starting to move towards that idea but you are going to get 
slowed down by the way your insulin works. Like if you want to continue kind of trying to embrace the stuff, I guess, that we talk about here on the podcast, like you are going to need insulin. That, that well, I'm slower. already doing that. Yeah. But it yeah. would be easier um, with different insulin. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. So I'll be looking into that. And yeah. when it comes to pumps, so uh, what on my last endo uh, appointment, it was December. She uh, brought it up. Oh, have you been thinking about a pump? And I was like, I was actually, uh, but I'm not sure it would be entitled by the insurance. Okay. And he was like, yeah, yeah, it's just a matter of sending a letter somewhere. And I, I would definitely. And But it takes three days in the hospital, I think two nights in the hospital to like adjust your... Um, Oh, they uh, they keep you in the hospital to to make adjustments to like your insulin to carb yeah. ratios and your basal rates and all that stuff. They don't just give it to I mean, you. I, I'm not sure if they know what carb ratios are. If they are asking me how much to inject in every breakfast. Oh no, yeah, yeah, I guess so, right? <laughs> well, listen, I uh, I'll tell you right now, if they would give you a pump, I think you could figure it out on your own pretty easily. Well, I'm sure about it. Yeah. Don't forget to go to dancingfordiabetes.com. Dancing, the number four, diabetes.com. Just type it into your browser. You type in dancing, then the number four, then diabetes, and then dot, which is a period, and then com. Isn't it funny we call a period a dot? But it's a period. Why isn't it dancing for diabetes period com? I guess because that sounds stupid. Okay, so just dot com then. So the doctor mentioned a pump, and you were like, yeah, right on. I'm thinking about a pump, too. But what are the impediments so, right so now? That was last December, and I went, went back to the UK, and I've been there till now, last four months. And so I want to stay in England and work here, which would mean I would lose the like automatic insurance in Czech Republic. Right. So there is an option I will have paid out of my own pocket, the insurance. And then the pump will come with that, but then I'll have to be flying there for my supplies, literally flying. Wow. So, <laughs> so if you stay, so if you stay in the UK, you're not a citizen there. Oh no! So because it's in the European Union still, I mean they are leaving, but that's still in progress only. Oh, I see. So I'll I'll get coverage, uh, like my insulin and and probably even test uh test drive. Right. So. Uh, uh, there are different requirements for pumps, and much. I so feel like it be hard to get it. I feel like I'm remembering back to an episode I did a while ago for somebody who lives in the UK, and that their stuff is free. If you're no, yeah, that's yeah. free, right. but you have to comply within some requirements to get pumps. So maybe you. So sometimes. Uh, your A1C has to be certain thing, and like, yeah, there are some requirements for it. Oh, I see. Yeah, that's interesting. So, but, but you are interested in getting a pump. Yeah, and then actually, even before I started listening to your podcast, from some of the Facebook groups, I came across um, your insulin pump, and I can't remember the name now. Uh, the Omnipod. Oh, the Omnipod. The Omnipod. Yeah, and I was like excited, like. There's a tubeless insulin pump on the market. I can't believe it. That's cool. But it's not in Czech Republic yet. Because the thing with, it's not like we are behind, but when these 
uh, devices come from like English speaking countries, they have to go through like checks kind of every day. So they need to comply with the rules and they have to be translated. Mm-hmm. So, so that's, that's the main thing. It's not like, yeah, third world country. Okay. Well, I, I, <laughs> I happen to know one of the people I know at Omnipod probably, gosh, it's gotta be six or nine months ago. Now he moved from, from America to the UK because they're doing more work there. So you should, you guys should see that stuff coming around. I would think sooner than later, they are working on, on making things available uh, more completely around the globe. I mean, I hope once I get a full-time job that I'll be able to pay for it myself. (laughs) Good for you. Well, how long till, I mean, how much more university do you have left till you graduate? The worst two months ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Just two months? Yeah, I've got my dissertation deadline next Monday. Not this one, the one after that. Um, so fingers crossed. And are, what are you hoping to do? Are you hoping to work in a pharma company or? Yeah, yeah. So I'm doing biopharmaceutical science degree. Um, so I will. I have experience in lab, and I hope to be working in lab in like quality control, um, analytical chemistry, and stuff like that. Wow, you got to get a job with somebody who makes insulin. Then it'll be free through your job. I don't think it will work, it like, work that. like that. Because here, yeah. that's how it works. If you work for a pharmaceutical company that makes the in- a drug, when your doctor prescribes that drug, you just get it for free. Really? Yeah, okay, that- okay, I'll have a look into that. Then <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm not interested in analytical biology stuff but i may have a look into that then <laughs> maybe maybe omnipod has something over there you can work with them and get your pumps for free instead that would be cool <laughs> well so. i'm not you know i'm not an engineer i feel like it's the engineers who are looking into omnipod it might be what got you interested like how did you make the decision that this is what you would study um so i wanted to do pharmacy at first because i was interested in biology and chemistry i mean i enjoy that yeah. At school, I mean, I don't enjoy it right now when I'm doing meditation. <laughs> trust me. <laughs> but um, so I was applying for pharmacy, and I didn't get the marks for it in my final. Mm-hmm. So the idea was to start this and do either one term or just the full first year, get high marks, and then transfer to pharmacy. Okay. And I liked it. But you just found something you liked. Oh, that's really great. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's different. Yeah. That's excellent. I have to send Arden a text real quick. Hold on a second. I'm going to ask you to turn her, turn her basil off for a half hour. She's been more on the low side the last couple of days. I don't think she would mind me saying, but she started getting her period a few months ago. And um, I'm still figuring out those days. Oh, yeah, that's fun. Yeah, yeah. I'm still figuring those, <laughs> I'm still figuring those out. Last night was one of the nights I was like, I, I I think I could have taken her pump off for six hours. It felt like, and she just she didn't seem to need insulin for a while. So we were we were turning it way down and stuff like that. But it it, it it's going fine. It's just an adjustment. You know, it's not too bad. Yeah. How are you finding? How are you finding the change in your approach to diabetes? Is it working for you in a way that's comfortable, or do you struggle with it sometimes, or are you still figuring no. it out? I, I, I'm I'm alright with it. I talk about it a lot to people around me, so I feel like they might be bothered. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm so I'm kind of surprised by it because I was never like interested in diabetes, and I am now I am, and mm-hmm. it's like unusual to me. 
but I, I'm yeah, I'm happy with it, and I inject myself a lot. Like I, I don't, I should actually count it in one day, but I do a lot of smaller corrections. Um, so I think I could do with the pump because of that. Uh, but yeah, I feel like it's it's going really well, and I'm so glad change came and that I didn't have any consequences for my decisions about about my diet because that could have ended up badly. So I was, I was really lucky and I uh, and hope someone that is like same like me, yeah, it doesn't do anything to me. Oh, dude, I'll be just one day in pain. I'll be bloated, but then I'll be fine. It's Sadly, more than that, yeah. It's more serious. Yeah, no kidding. And so you really are just using... You're just being more aggressive with your insulin, really. Yeah, definitely. And then just caring about my sugar, blood sugar levels um, just way more. Right. And, and so you're reacting to elevated blood sugars get insulin from you much sooner than it, it ever did in the past. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Cool. And this is just from having an experience, getting a little scared, going out and finding community, and then seeing that there's another way to handle things and, and giving it a try. Yeah, but I don't think I got scared. I, like I don't know what was the change, but I wasn't scared. It, really, it wasn't I, that. I, I, like, I, so yeah. when they said you, you could, you're lucky you didn't. Like, because I think that at some point they said, like you could have had some really serious complications from what was yeah. going on. So it, it didn't. That's interesting. So you didn't get. You weren't afraid. You were just like, I'm gonna do this differently now. Actually, no, it wasn't like that. So in the hospital, because I went there with the fact, okay. I'm not feeling well, mm-hmm. and I feel weak, which is something I've never experienced before. Okay. So these are new things for me. And they were like, yeah, it's really serious, and I, I needed, I, I was uh, close to needing a transfusion because of how low my iron levels were. And so it was very serious, but to me, it didn't feel serious. I didn't feel like dying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's, um, it's quite hard to process that. So yeah. I think it started when I was looking for like some gluten-free food, something that would be edible, because my first experience with gluten-free diet wasn't wasn't really amazing. I mean, it's good now. It's it's doable, and and because of the hipster times we are in, and people going gluten-free even though they don't have to, there is a lot of options now, and and coming more and more. So looking good so so is the food um is it something you get accustomed to the does the flavor or do you just are you not bothered by it or does it taste better than it did and then so so my issue was bread because i found this really really tasting bread that wasn't nice and uh, in uk you can buy like normal loaf of toast bread and it you i can't tell the difference oh wow so, so what's bothering me now the most is that I have to prepare the meals mainly myself. <laughs> you just don't want to cook. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I never wanted to cook, and here I am. I do believe that that's, <laughs> I, as watching my son as he turns 18, it, preparing food seems to be one of the, the horrors of his life if he ever has to do it. So I get what you, plus you're at school, right? It's not, it's not real conducive to you making food on your own, I guess. Uh, yeah, well, since this year, since September, I, I live 10 minutes from from uni, so I, in my lunch break, I just go home and make something quick or heat something up because it's just 
it's just easier. I got you. Yeah. No, I understand. All right. Well, I feel like I got to the bottom of most of what I was interested in. Like, I am super interested in in the the transfer that happened to you. It's uh, it's but it's. I guess it's really interesting to hear you say that you're not 100% sure what happened. Just It just happened and you changed. Yeah. Because maybe it would help people to hear that it doesn't have to be a thing or there doesn't have to be this understanding or this you know wow moment that you would see in a movie. It was just you just one day you were like, I'm just going to do this differently. And, and I, I think that's kind of as I was kind of struggling to understand it, now I'm looking back and I think maybe it's not important to understand. Maybe it's just happy to know that it can happen, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. It, I'm really I'm... pleased for you that it did happen, obviously. Yeah. Yeah, no kidding. I guess I have one last question because you said something that I just, that threw me off for a second, but you, you actually have to get on an airplane to go get your diabetes supplies. Yeah, I mean, I could get them here as well. Okay, but you get them there for, you get them Czech Republic for free. Yeah, I mean, oh, no, I would, I would get them here for free as well. But uh, I mean, I just got used to it that way. It was, I yeah, see. it's not, it's not a big deal. And you'd go home once in a while, you'd imagine to see your parents and things like that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if I, if I'm going to work here, um, that will I'll have to make some kind of transition, mm-hmm. and and I'll want to change my insulin at least, even even staying with injections. And I need to change that. So, but I'm really busy, so that will have to come after me. Yeah, because they're going to make you sit in the hospital to change your insulin. Well, I would have to fly home, be home, and then out of that time, plan it in the hospital. Yeah, it's a lot of planning. Yeah. And I'm applying for jobs right now. And some of them are like, yeah, you could start at the beginning of June. And I'm like, okay, so I can't plan anything. What if I get a job? (laughs) <laughs> but I do think you're right, though, and I don't know how. Obviously, I don't know your schedule, or, or and your life is different than mine is. But I think you're 100 percent correct about looking for um, a, a faster acting insulin. I think that well, definitely, but yeah. because you know, you and a lot of people um, who are using similar insulin, like you do, the fast acting one, are looking to the super fast acting one, like Fias. Is it called pronounced Fias? I think yeah. so. Yeah, I think yeah. that's yeah. It. But I'm like behind. So in this one group, someone was asking about who is using this insulin. And in the comments, I was like, is anyone using mine? And there was a lady who said, I got taken off the insulin 1995. <laughs> and that's the year I was born. <laughs> and I yeah. was like, I need to make changes. This is. Well, we yeah. definitely want to get you off of that insulin then, I think. So <laughs> yeah, let, let's go with that. Because I just Googled like Diabetes UK insulin. And you can get Arden's insulin there, um, a Pedra, yeah. a Pedra you can get there, and Novo Rapid, which is you know Novolog, but you know uh, under a slightly different name, and Humalog's there. Yeah, it's there. Uh, you're you're you'll. I I think you should do it. I'm just. I wanted. I want. No, I want to encourage you to do it. That's yeah. all. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm I'm definitely planning that. So I think I got offered to change this insulin like four years ago, five years ago. But I did, was not interested in diabetes, and I thought what I'm doing is working. If it's if it's working, why fix it if it's not broken? No, I know. So I was like, no, I, I don't I don't need it now. So maybe I had the chance to change in insulin, and then I missed it. <laughs> I got you. Well, and now and now you look back and you think, oh, it wasn't working at all. I really wish I would have done that. 
It's uh, it's interesting. Uh, but I, I don't think so. Even though I'm here where I am now with the experience I had, mm-hmm. um, so because I was lucky and I don't have any consequences out of my decisions, I would do it again. Not like I'm gonna repeat it, but I wouldn't take it back. Okay. Because eating normal diet, not gluten free, was allowed me to move to England because maybe that would be, would be putting me back. Like not only have to take care of myself with my diabetes, but I also have a special dietary requirements that will complicate everything more. Or I couldn't go so Greece to this working holiday. There, there was no gluten-free food that was available to us, as I can remember right now. You have an incredibly good attitude. I don't know if anybody's ever mentioned that to you before, but you really do. Like you see the high side of of everything. It's uh, it's really nice. Like like you 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 definitely you're definitely. I don't know. I I don't know what I I'm I I guess I'm not as hopeful as you are, but you are incredibly hope. Like you're. I love how hopeful you are. I guess is what I'm saying. <laughs> Like, I really do. Like, because everything that happened to you, like, to see a silver lining in that one thing that you just said is really kind of magical. Like, you were like, look, had I adopted my gluten-free lifestyle earlier, then I wouldn't have done this, and this wouldn't have happened, and this wouldn't have happened. I'm like, that's really, you are young. There is a a, a joy in being young that I may have left me. (laughs) So. Thank you. So, I I think I apply it to the rest of my life as well. So, um, I go by not regretting anything mm-hmm. and when it comes to even like relationships um and and dating and stuff like that because okay maybe i was foolish when i liked that guy and i don't know why now but i i i'm not ashamed of it i don't regret it it was an experience and it made me who i am now and yeah that's just excellent well and really that is really <laughs> excellent that's amazing your story is incredible like it really i mean from the czech republic to going to the the uk and your parents not you know your parents being like hey here's these needles good luck kiddo and you know like from and like from everything in between i'm really glad we talked it's i really appreciate you you reaching out and and wanting to do this and taking time out in what sounds like the the last two very busy months of your of your education so i actually didn't realize that when i when i was Looking to call at you today, I was like, okay, well, yeah, sometimes in April, that that's fine by me. And then I have ten days to finish my dissertation now. Uh, I mean, at least one hour is fine. I, don't worry about I that. I appreciate that. Thank you. What <laughs> time is it there? Where you right now? Um, uh, so it's going to be going to be four p.m. now. Okay. All right. So you're you're about five, about five hours ahead of me then. Um, yeah. Oh wow. I seriously. Thank you. I mean, is there anything we didn't cover that you wanted to get out? No, not really. I just, I mean, I, I'm glad I speak with you because I don't have pr- practically any diabetics around me, even though you are not diabetic yourself. Right. So it's just so nice to share with someone who can relate. It's so true, right? Like you can't have, like, can you imagine trying to have a conversation even a little like this with anybody who didn't understand diabetes? And yeah, and then I have to re- repeat like, yeah, follow. You don't inject me with insulin and read the story like ten times. <laughs> <laughs> They're either they'd either be just bored out of their mind or confused or you know or whatever. It's they would just be like, oh, this is stupid. Like I can't listen to this and I don't understand. And you wouldn't, 
you wouldn't blame them, honestly. Like, how can you understand something that it's so foreign to you? You know, it really is. It really is interesting. Well, maybe. Yeah. Listen, I have five downloads in the Czech Republic this week. Maybe uh, your mom and dad will listen. <laughs> My mom doesn't speak English, but you know they they know I'm gonna going to be speaking with you today. So. Oh, okay. And so they they're not they're not good with the English. My mom doesn't speak, my dad does, so my dad will listen to this eventually. But, oh, that's really yeah. interesting. Well, uh, uh, but one more thing I wanted to mention, Go ahead, actually. go, go, go. Um, so, I know you, you are like, that people shouldn't be fixed on the cure, more than like, yeah, how to make the life better. With, right. Yeah, so from my point of view, where I have different view at the pharmaceutical industry, uh, you are very right. So even though I... This is just my assumption. I'm pretty sure no one is looking for a cure for diabetes. Not only is like incredibly complicated, it's like super hard, but also we are cash flow. So yeah, they are trying to make our lives better with, you know, CGM, insulin pump, uh, artificial pancreas soon, hopefully. But I don't think that there is, they, they are not interested in cure. Even though, if, even though if they want to help us, because the cash flow would stop. Well, and I just said you were such a hopeful person, and then you switched gears <laughs> on me and went the other way. You're like, I'm, I'm like realistic. You're like, the uh, man's keeping us down to make our money. <laughs> They're trying to get our paper. Like, you're about to break into, like, a rap song or something. And so, <laughs> no, it's, it's, just, just, it's still a business, even though it feels... It well, feel well, so like let me try yeah. to make you feel a little better. I mm. know I know for certain that there are people whose entire life is working on a cure for a disease and and diabetes being one of them. Um, I don't when I say I don't live like I expect it, I think it's just <laughs> it, it's, it's a distance of time that's I think maybe bigger than my lifespan. Like I don't know that it won't happen at some point, but I don't have a ton of hope that it's going to happen anytime soon. And if it does, it might be something that people just stumble upon more, more so because it, just, yeah, yeah, it takes definitely. so much time. Now, having said like that a company like Dexcom is an example, you just said like they're working on glucose monitoring technology. That company's not trying to cure diabetes. So yeah. right, they're not, that's not even their shots, but I don't want you to feel like there's a conspiracy because I don't, I don't believe that there is. I don't think that people are sitting somewhere in a room with the cure for type one diabetes no, and saying, I, I don't I'm not think gonna... that. Right. I don't think that, but I think that the resources, the money they have for research are going into research of something like cancer because cancer is super complex and tough and important um, to be treated. Mm -hmm. But diabetes with the things we've got now, like great insulin and then so I feel like there's a development in the treatment, but not cure. I understand. All right. Well, yeah. I am going to I am going to take the other side and say that I am very hopeful that people are looking for a cure. I am just <laughs> not incredibly hopeful that it's going to happen tomorrow. And my point is is that you can't sit back and not take good care of yourself thinking, "Oh, it doesn't matter because they'll fix this soon anyway and it won't matter." You need to treat your diabetes like a cure is never coming, but I still I am hopeful about it though. Yeah. I'll be okay, hopeful. I'll, I'll be, take the whole hope. I will be hopeful for you too. <laughs> thank you. You're very welcome. <laughs> and and oh, you yeah, can be hopeful you. for me for the, all the other stuff. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
But I really yeah. did enjoy talking to you. I, I really can't thank you enough for taking the time in this busy part of your life and, 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 and talking. I really appreciate it. No, I enjoyed it too. I mean, I would do it even without the podcast. That oh, was lovely. That's very nice. <laughs> yeah. uh, thank you so much. I need more friends, so we'll talk again. <laughs> I'm, I'm up for that, you know, like check up if, if I got a pump or not. Absol- oh, please, yeah. absolutely keep in touch. I would love to know how things are going. Right, okay. Thank you very much. So it was great. lovely. It really was. Thank you. Have a great day. You too. Bye. The Juice Box Podcast is available everywhere, all over the globe, but you get to listen to it in the comfort of your home. Thanks to Omnipod, Dexcom, and Dancing for Diabetes. Go to dancingfordiabetes.com, myomnipod.com forward slash juicebox, or dexcom.com forward slash juicebox to find out more about the sponsors. Thank you very much for doing that. Thank you very much for all the great reviews that you guys left recently on iTunes. I much appreciate that. December's going to finish up strong. We're going to be talking about exercise and insulin and uh, how weight is gained because of insulin and how to avoid it with Chris Rudin. We're going to be talking with Brett from Omnipod. And of course, Anthony Anderson from ABC's Blackish. We're going to finish up 2018 strong and jump right into 2019 even stronger. So you have not been listening to the podcast for very long, have you? Um, not really. So I think I messaged you sometime in January. Mm-hmm. Um, and I binged it everything from 50 onwards. So I know you added the episodes that all of them are on Spotify. Yes. But I started with 50. And then, as you already mentioned, you kind of developed as you were recording it and yeah. were more confident. So I got used to you being more confident. So <laughs> and then, <laughs> I don't and really, then you went yeah. back and I was less confident. <laughs> yeah, but if it sounds like weird, you're listening it to it like in the opposite order. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, I never really considered that, but that's very interesting. Yeah, I you when you start something like this, you don't really know what you're doing, and then no, you, yeah, you, know, sure. you feel your way through it, and then it, it does get better. So, oh, that that is really cool.